Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's going on? Go hey, ahead. hey, it's the Film Drunk Frogcast coming at you not live from our frog quarters to yours. I'm Vince Mancini. I am proud to be joined, as always, by you know him, you love him. He is the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lieb. Yo, fuck a song, a song, a song, a song. Um, what else could I be? Sucking fucking D's. I don't know, man. Fuck. I just, uh, I just didn't think of one in Could the time. Could you swear more in the first five minutes? Just, Who just really gives a fuck, dog? Listen, you think people are listening to this podcast? Um, well, first of all, period. Second of all, <laughs> you think they're listening to this podcast and they're going like, man, I, I was enjoying it up until they swore all the swearing all the swearing well you know the kids we gotta get the kids listening. we're trying we to want... get the kids li- the kids don't like swearing no well that's the thing these these tiktok kids these days you can't you can't swear without them being like i have adhd mm. or something i don't know this is my new guy <laughs> 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 my new guy is talking about these tiktok kids you know you, you can't cheer up a school without them being like oh i got adhd Oh, it's a little Gary from Fremont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like Gary is like he's graduated from, you know, talking about uh, Barack Obama. Yeah, Barack Hussein Obama. And he's he's now talking about how the TikTok kids um, all think they have ADHD. Yeah, I'm working on it. We're workshopping new guys here all the time. All the time. (laughs) We have new guys. Always thinking of new guys. I'm Um, trying. And you know what? As you guys might have guessed from that delightful baritone laugh, um, we are joined by returning frauder, founding founding frauder, one mm-hmm. of the founding frauders. Yes, is back on the show today, Brendan. Hello, everyone. Brendan, no last name given. I don't know if that's still a thing. If we're still doing that, but we did it before, so yeah, I let's like just it. Do it to be safe. Yeah, yeah. No, I like. I, don't know. I like. I'm the, the kind idea. of guy who gets a little skeeved out by. Uh, you know, people like like the parasocial thing. So mm-hmm. it's so. Uh, it's well, so... I'm the type of guy who <laughs> likes his privacy. Yeah, so don't take it personally if you like tried to friend me on Facebook and I ignored it. Sorry. I, it's so funny because I'm I'm the very I'm like such the opposite. 
You know, I'm just yeah, like, just I, needy all I want is for strangers to love me. <laughs> all I want is like, yeah, DM me. We'll be friends. <laughs> Please DM me. We'll be friends. And here's the thing. I, uh, I have like IRL friends, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel worshipful in the same way. N- that, no, that, like, they're just like from the internet. Might. Yeah. Cause you, you know, uh, I talked to Vince and he's like, Hey, you fucking idiot. And I'm just like, <laughs> people love me. <laughs> yeah. We, I, you yeah, don't we have to our, talk to me our, like that. Eat our little piggies being like, ah, uh, in episode 237, you responded, you, you described. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm yeah, and I like to I like to go oh for real oh shit we'll fix that because I'm good friend <laughs> yeah we'll go yeah. back we'll fix that we'll get you a new RSS feed for yeah yeah, yeah. only just, stuff you like and none of stuff you don't like yeah just for you just for you <laughs> you're important um, that's right so we originally invited Brendan on to talk about salt well actually you you requested an appearance which was nice I we did. didn't even have to beg for once yeah yes. yeah for the first time ever. Um, you know, because you saw Saltburn and you're like, I liked it when the guy fucked the grave. Uh huh. That was really good when he fucked the grave. Right. So then, so uh, we we you know we we were like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Let's do an episode about Saltburn. Uh, here, let's pick a day. You know, Wednesday. Uh, and then we're like, uh, is Wednesday good? Is Wednesday good? And we just kept texting like, hey, what the (laughs) fuck? Yeah, is Wednesday. Is Wednesday? We're talking about Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, you know, so we we uh, eventually, I think I just said like, Brendan, I will kill you. Um, and then finally, we get a text back from you on Monday, uh, and you you had written something along the lines of like, ah, it's funny you should say that because I almost killed myself. And uh, yes. and, uh, and then I I and was like, like oh, a, classic group chat joke. Yeah, yeah, classic group chat joke. Like we're about to hear a story about you like tripping and falling, or or like you're driving your car and texting, or you're getting your, you know, your 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 usual, you know, getting your dick sucked while driving ninety miles per hour on the freeway. You know, mm-hmm. the the yeah. Brendan usual speeding speeding across yeah. the bay in a cigarette boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Uh, living that um, living that uh, black rob lifestyle, hundred yeah. miles an hour switching lanes. Like whoa! Plus, I'm Ex- getting brain from a chick. Like whoa! Exactly. I know that rap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, but it it ended up being something different, and I wanted uh, you know, we had we've talked about this for uh, a bit over the phone, and uh, yeah, I you know it ended up being more serious than that um and uh yeah i don't know if you you said you were comfortable talking about it because uh it's something that which you which you can take back also yeah we can fucking stop immediately but don't listen to don't listen to vince i'm not telling you i'm just saying it's open whatever i'm not well i mean you guys already kind of disclosed the punchline so at this point i might as well just um but yeah i mean basically just had uh, I am, you know, I'm quote unquote, the guy this isn't supposed to happen to got, you know, successful, have, have had a successful career, um, you know, beautiful house in the suburbs, three kids, wife, hot also wife. very successful, smoking hot, sexy Smoke. wife. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and uh, it just goes to show you, you know, this can happen to anybody and you got to take care of yourself. And so what happened was um, I basically had the worst panic attack of my life. Um, And it got so bad and so painful that all I could think about was ending it. Um, And it's, it's sad to even talk about because it's, it's so painful, but that's just where it was. And so, you know, when people have tried to ask me like, well, why were you thinking that? Like, why weren't you, you know, why weren't you thinking about like how you could deescalate or whatever? And it's like, all I'm telling you is, you know, it's, it's the mental equivalent of you are fully engulfed in flames. And if there's a, you know, you're looking for anything, maybe it's a pool to jump in. Maybe it's a sewage pit. Either one's going to put the flames out and that's all you care about. And yeah, you know, at, uh, at that point, you know, it just, the only solution seemed to be to end it. So I actually got in my car, um, and I was driving towards the golden gate bridge, you know, and yeah. for some reason that seemed appropriate because, you know, who's where I'm from and, and, uh, you know, that seemed like just the way I was going to do it and classic. And my thought was like, well, if I get there, uh, I'll just take a look mm. and, most likely what's going to happen is I'll kind of come face to face with whatever this is and, and have a moment of clarity or I won't and I'll jump and that will have been the right decision. You know, and that, that was my uh, thought at the time. Yeah. And so, um, it's like you were doing like a a witch test on yourself. Kind of. So (laughs) you mean like um, a witch sinks? Is that you mean? Yeah. 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 If they don't splatter a million pieces when they hit the water. (laughs) Um, so yeah, if they're, if their colon doesn't come out of their asshole, um, so, you know, uh, I, I actually, I, so I texted Brett, um, of all, Brett. of all people, and this is the most amazing part of the story right. <laughs> because like anyone the most misanthropic, <laughs> the most misanthropic dark personality that I've that not only that I know that I think I think it's fair to say have ever met. Yeah, it, it this like if anyone who's listened to the broadcast, you know, we all know Brett, and he's the type of person who, like, my first thought would be he'd be like, "Yes, life is pain. You've only now yeah. come to realize this." Um, but it turns out, no, that's uh, that he is fucking awesome. Yeah, um, you know, he's he lives near me, and and we still talk a lot and he's helped me through some hard times. So for some reason he was the first guy, um, which, you know, when Vince found that out, uh, was just tickled pink. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it makes sense. And it's also funny. Like you did an impression things can be true at once. <laughs> when you, when we talked on the phone yesterday, uh, Brendan, you did an impression of Vince's laugh that, uh, <laughs> was, yeah, that <laughs> he had a little weasel laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he laugh. did that um so that's also my response to being uncomfortable in any situation so yeah, yeah. that's true well so anyway brett the, the message that brett essentially gave me was um one that i w- would love all our listeners to to take heed um mm. which is you know all your contracts are negotiable and if you got a default on them so be it um yeah. you know the peewee soccer dads um, if they're still pissed off at you after all you've been through, then fuck them anyway. Um, <laughs> yes. you know, cause you weren't coaching their team. Uh, so, you know, he, he kind of talked me down. I pulled the car over, chatted with him a little bit more. And then, uh, I agreed that I was going to go 
uh, turn myself in at, at, a, at an emergency room. So, you know, I kind of thought this was going to be like a Joey Ramone situation, like just, uh, you know, they're going to sedate me and I get mm-hmm. to chill in a room for a little while and not yeah. feel overwhelmed with my everyday life. Right. Um, but I get there and, uh, you know, they say, why are you here? And I got to say it out loud, which is kind of wild. And I said, hey, I, you know, I, I think I'm going to kill myself. And the woman who, you know, of course, I've never met before in my life, just looks me dead in the eyes and she says, I'm so glad you're here. And that was just like this gnarly moment. Like I just broke down in the, in the ER. So they, they put me in a room and they give me a Xanax. Um, and then there's this like security guard there. And, uh, I'm like, what's he doing here? And they're like, he's going to make sure you don't leave. And I was like, what happens if I try to leave? And they're like, we will stop you. You are not allowed to leave. You are 5150. And I was like, damn finally <laughs> hell that, yeah dog got that street cred dog so you got the like, hat are you serious rim? this were you like this there's no way this guy could stop me if i actually wanted to leave I, like, I definitely <laughs> thought that but i didn't want to be a pain in the ass either. but also yeah. like what what is you gonna like was he gonna kill you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's seems yeah, like I mean, he didn't have a gun yeah um, oh, there we go yeah so so you can call me 5150 slimer now <laughs> my cousin 5150's limer um so yeah it was it was a straight 5150 (laughs) thank god i only had to go number one the nurse had to go into the bathroom with me every time i got up to piss um and so uh you know they like they strapped me down to a gurney like fucking hannibal lecter um and they put me in the back of a, a an ambulance and Man, uh, the nurse that was there just was so awesome and just like, hey, like, you know, I'm going, hey, I got to I got to coach my son's flag football game, you know, and and I can't be here for 72 hours. I got to be there. And she's like, I know that you think you need to be at your son's flag football game, but your son needs his dad to get better, you know, and that yeah. like really hit home. And um, basically, I ended up having a really amazing time there. It was kind of a low key dudes rock situation. <laughs> Um, you can get out of it once every four hours. Um, Hell yeah. And, uh, you know, it was cool. You know, it was cool just being with people and hearing their stories. And, and, uh, my roommate was a guy who his story was remarkably like mine, you know, and just kind of validating that, you know, all, all these feelings of frustration, these things that we're building up, you know, they're normal and, and people go through them. Um, you know, and just hearing some people's stories is so fun and interesting and hearing all the weird quirks of the way your mind is working. My roommate has been sober for 25 years, Damn. Um, but he takes uh, Xanax for his anxiety. So he's like <laughs> zonked off like eight of them. Um, and he said he's driving around trying to find something to crash his car into that's going to kill him. Jeez. And I'm like... At that point, why don't you just chug a fucking bottle of whiskey? And he's right. like, well, but I've been sober for 25 years. Do I yes. You know, and <laughs> yeah. it's like just sort of funny how, seeing how people's minds work when when yeah. you know, you're having a mental health crisis. Some That's a very so- specific uh, sober thing, actually. It's like one of the things that we, uh, uh, you know, sober people in meetings talk about is like the commitment to sobriety, the commitment to like, you know, uh, not using again is very um strong but part of that means that like when you're sober um you know you're and you're suicidal like you don't have the uh 
the thing where I mean, I guess for a lot of people, you know, they're they're if they're you're feeling suicidal, some people like will drink or you know they'll get. But you're like, no, 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 I'm going straight to suicide when you're already sober. You know, <laughs> it is a it is a thing that people talk about. They'll be like, I'll kill myself, but I'll never use again. Yeah. yeah. So you don't want to so die a to yourself, are, right? Right. Exactly. You don't want to feel um, bad while you're dying. I uh, so I was like sitting in the day room doing a puzzle. And this woman who's like, she was, you know, there's some people there who clearly were having like episodes, like seeing and hearing things. And, you know, we're like extremely unwell versus me. Just like, I'm like, man, I just had a fucking bad panic attack. <laughs> like that's all yeah. this is. Yeah. And um, so this woman, she was, you know, one of the lucid ones. She like pulls up a chair and she's like, can I help you with your puzzle? She's like really awkward. Can I help with your puzzle? Very sweet person. Though. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know? And so we're like doing the puzzle and she's like, so how are you going to do it? <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I, I was going to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. And she's like, don't you know they have safety nets? <laughs> and I was like, so I never she, even. She um, actually, your yeah, I, never, I never even, I never even experienced the indignity of getting there and being like, fuck. <laughs> you thought Spider Man saved you, and it's like, no, it's the yeah. municipality, dude. And then, uh, and then, um, uh, I go, okay, well, how about you? And she goes, well. I got my car and turned it on with the garage door closed, but um, I drive a hybrid, so it took a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> my dad got really annoyed because he couldn't find me. So, <laughs> <laughs> you just like end the... up you starve to death trying to gas yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't keep it together. I started laughing and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, thank you for telling me that. Um, but come on, that's funny. And she's like, I know. <laughs> she's like, do you think it would have worked though? <laughs> I mean, like, eventually. I'm like, I think eventually it's a hybrid. It's not an electric, but I'm glad you're here and not in your car. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. Like, um, thank God for the safety nets. They, they save lives. And, yes, um, they do. You know, with that in mind, actually, I had a clip. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, Jamie, Jamie, can you roll that clip? Yeah, yeah, you got it, Joe. <laughs> about he kept complaining about having to pay his fair share. He was derisively talking about paying his fair share. Yeah. Um, so because he's paying too much. Yeah, he's paying too many taxes, and he he pulls up the newspaper and he goes, "A suicide barrier! Great God Almighty! Is that where my tax money's going? If these people want to kill themselves, be my guest." I'm with him on that one. And I'm with him on that one, uh, uh, unironically. Yeah, okay. with you kill yourself, go for it. I, so, I, I, I'm with him. So there you have it. Oh, you're trying to dunk on me now? Yeah. We're using this for uh, dunks? I think I just right. did, motherfucker. Yeah. All right. Wow. Get a broom and sweep up that glass. Yeah, uh, the, the, the clip could It's one time. of those opinions that if you state that loudly enough, you've got some issues, you know? It's like beyond just being like okay with suicide. Yeah, all right. Is I just want to point out, I was on the right side of history here. I was, okay. uh, all right. Mr. I see. Mr. I, I Goodman. We I didn't know we were doing gotcha journalism today. <laughs> as soon as Brendan told me about it, he was like, I think actually there's, we have a clip somewhere in the broadcast I'm, of Vince saying he's against uh, safety nets. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's play I'm, that. I'm for like him. impressed that you guys searched the archives and found that one. Yeah, dude. I he, just he remembered. remembered for some reason I remembered watching the football game with the conservative dudes and I remembered 
I remembered it because Johnny Manziel was playing. And that mm. was, you know, oh, if you're shit. a conservative guy, you're like, boy, I hope he, I hope somebody shuts his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fucking, uh, uh, yeah, I was, uh, when I clipped that up, uh, I was listening and I was like, holy fuck, that's from like over 10 years ago. That's, that's from like nearly 11 years ago episode of the fraudcast and that is just uh we sound so young and beautiful and actually i was also re-listening and i sort of agree with vince <laughs> listen i i think it's good that they have the safety nets but i also agree with the idea that uh you know um like you know on on a wider scale i think we should have the right to con you know conscientiously take our life but anyways let's move on <laughs> Yeah. Um, like, I, I agree with Dr. Kevorkian. Let's mm, put, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Okay. Well, anyway, I had a grand old time in, in, yeah. uh, in 5150. And I'm not joking. It was just really yeah. nice to get to talk to people and, and hear their experiences. And, you know, it was kind of like, um, I don't want to say a wake up call, but kind of like a, a shock to the system that really sort of um, kind of broke me out of the. You know, like Michael Pollan's fond of talking about with psychedelics and the default mode network. And, you know, I think this was like one of those big events that kind of shook me up. And, you yeah. know, I'm glad I'm here. Uh, I'm glad I didn't do it. And, um, you know, it's not lost on me listening to that clip that, um, you know, Ben would have given anything to still be above the ground today. And, yeah. uh, you know, for me to be so kind of flippant about, you know, my own um, existence, you know, mm. just brings it in perspective and and plus i would have been such a fucking poser like not even the first dead broadcast guy i yeah that's yeah, true you kind of true. It sucks bad. not being the first yeah yeah it's yeah you, you hit it first but also i i i don't i don't even think it is a, a question of like you know um you having these thoughts and like the urge to do it is not a is not a question of like, oh, how could I do that when there are others like Ben or whoever, you know, we've known and lost in the past, um, you know, would love to still be around. It's like this is it is not um, these types of mental health crises uh, I've noticed, at least in my life, have been popping up like way more off. It's way more common than I Cause can because of, of the jab, you mean? Yeah, because everyone's got uh, the Steve the Steve Jobs needle inside of their Bill Gates. I don't know, uh, <laughs> but no, it's like uh, it's just. I mean, you know, my dad was in the fucking psych ward for like two weeks in I don't know, it was like twenty twenty two or something. I, I I think I've talked about that on the broadcast, but he was he was on some uh, he was I thought he had some huge mental health issue in terms of like like beyond like a break. Yeah, like a, a psychotic. I thought he had like yeah, something had happened to his brain essentially, physically. But when he finally went because he was convinced he was dying for months, for months he was talking about how he was dying, he was dying, he was calling people saying he was dying. And eventually when he wasn't dying, you know, he wasn't dead, he was like I want to be. And that's when we took him and um and it turned out it was just depression and depression can make you delusional it can make you have the delusional psychosis and i just was so shocked by this idea of um you know it's like one thing to be depressed it's one thing to have a panic attack uh i just never considered the idea of you know this like it driving you to the point of what you described brendan where you feel like you're on fire and you'll 
you'll reach for anything to put it out, including ending your own life. So yeah, anyways, I'm just saying that to not, um, you know, put, put that on you personally, Brendan, <laughs> you can't, you know, do that. No, the lesson of this whole thing is that this has been a personal failure on my part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but so like this is um, ostensibly a comedy uh, racist podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, why am I talking about this? I, I think my big feeling coming out of um, the the psych ward was was that people need to hear the story. Like I can do good by making people hear the story. And I shit, you not. I, I started calling some friends yesterday and, and telling them and just having the conversation. And, um, a couple amazing things happened. One guy I called, um, said, I am so glad you called. I'm on my balcony right now. And I'm wow. just thinking about what would happen. I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking I'm going to do it, but I'm certainly thinking about what would happen, you know? Wow. And, um, he, you know, he thanked me. And so I just went, shit, you know, I, I have to share this with people and it's weird opening up. Cause I will, you know, I'm a funny guy, the NFL hall of famer, like all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's hard for me to get, uh, vulnerable, but it's, if it saves, if I don't even want to be as grandiose as I save one life, if it, if it makes one person reconsider or, or helps plant a seed of hope in anybody, um, then it's worth it. 100%. And the second thing that happened that was really cool was I talked to my buddy who's a Navy veteran, um, not our mutual friend, Vince, but a, a different um, one of my friends. And and he lives in a different state. And he said, shit, man, like I will drop everything right now to come help you, which again, like this is a guy I hadn't spoken to in several months because we're busy with life, you know? Yeah. And um, one hearing that's just amazing hearing you know, we, we don't tell each other, we love each other very much and it's tough as guys, you know, we, yeah. we're not really built, especially like, you know, our, our parents certainly weren't built to, to be mushy. You know, I told my parents and I said, uh, you know, my mom was concerned and then she said, well, your dad's here too. And you know, he wants to say something and I'm like, Oh, Hey dad. And he's like, hang in there. <laughs> I'm like, anything else to say? And he's like, Nope. <laughs> so you know that's thanks what dad for for with. yeah you're not gay you did it yeah. yeah that's that's what we're working with um i mean this is the guy who accused me of being gay when i bought an engagement ring so um <laughs> what <laughs> yeah you gotta explain that one i mean to i be wasn't fair, gay for buying an engagement ring i told my parents i bought the engagement ring he's like i thought you were gay um, oh oh, oh, so, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus so Christ. so anyway you know, just hearing from all these people in my life that maybe I haven't heard from in a while, it's, it's been really powerful. And so my friend who lives out of state said, Hey, what can I do? I drop anything to, to help you. What can I do? And I said, look, man, you've got a job, you've got a family, you've got a bunch of shit to take care of. Like, I, you know, you can't help me directly from outside the state. Otherwise, uh, besides just being an open ear for me, that's all you can do. Yeah. And then I thought about it for a second. I said, you know what? I know, um, I mean, I know for a fact he's had multiple friends commit suicide. We know the epidemic of veteran suicide is real. Yeah. And I said, you know what, dude, you know what you can do for me? Reach out to five people that you might be worried about or reach out to five mm. people that you maybe haven't spoken with for a while and you wonder how they're doing. Like, yeah. you have no idea how much it might be able to help. Like, just like my buddy last night, guy I went to high school with, friend of mine, who stayed in touch all these years. And he was like, you thank you so much. I'm, I'm on my balcony and I'm thinking about it, you know? Yeah. So, um, 
anyway, I guess uh, my last uh, thing that I'll say to, to cap it all off is, is uh, uh, call the suicide hotline. I don't have it off the top of my head, but it's easily accessible. Um, you can talk to someone there. You can talk to anybody. You can talk to me. I just set up an email, uh, fraudcastbrendan, B-R-E-N-D-A-N, at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. Please, please reach out. If you yeah. want to reach out and say, suck my dick, I would welcome it. Um, <laughs> I if you have a hard you. time, I would welcome it. If you're on the journey back from the abyss um, or, or from the edge of the abyss, I want to hear from you and I want to talk to you and I will read every message. I may not respond if you're being a shithead, but I will read every message and I want to hear from you and I want to support you. And I don't know you, um, but I can tell you that the bond I felt with these people I'd never met and talking about our struggles and talking about our stories, I feel so close with some of these people that I met and I met friends yeah. um, and people I'm texting with. I'm, I'm just texting with people just before I got on here. Um, it's a powerful thing. And so I guess, you know, this put my family in such a tough spot and it's so stressful and I can't imagine the damage, you know, the, the, uh, the stress that I put on my wife, um, by sure. doing this, but, um, you know, in the I first thing when I saw that. my kids, I mean, they just rushed to me and they're like, we miss you. Where were you? You know? Um, and knowing that I do have an impact on people's lives like that, like I guarantee, even if your situation isn't like mine, you have an impact on people's lives and there will yeah. be a light that goes out. Um, if you go through with it, I promise there are people who will never be the same if you take your life. 100%. Um, you know, one of the things I spent a lot of time talking about the group therapy was one of my best friends that I went to high school with. And I'm, I'm still not over it, man. It's been eight years since he did it and I'm still not over it. And I miss him so much. Um, and, uh, don't let that be you. So please frockcastbrendan at gmail.com. Please yeah. reach out to me. I will read everything and I will try to respond as much as I can. And, um, yeah, just know that there's hope. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's a testament to how much we respect your message that we did not my wife you in the middle of it, because that's just what you, you when know. you said my wife, we Damn, wanted to, to do you, Borat voice, my wife. Yeah. But we, well, it, it was like so so close like every part of me me and matt looked at each other on zoom or yeah like, went oh no yeah. oh no it's like a reflex <laughs> <laughs> like i'm trying to <laughs> shove the words back in my mouth no i mean yeah, I'm I'm, ben I'm would also be really that. proud of you for uh raising no he wouldn't because he <laughs> yeah he hated raising awareness. he, he was really one thing hated. ben hated it was raising awareness yeah he does not like, like he, to raise awareness he hates raising awareness but ben uh, ben would have appreciated essentially flipping double birds and saying i'm going away for 72 hours yeah 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 i, I think so i mean so you know i i when we were talking about this, uh, it's so funny how, um, I don't know how life works or whatever, but like yesterday I was just having like one of those days, you know, uh, where everything sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything is fucked. Everything's um, fucked. You don't want to wake up. Yeah, yeah. All those things. Um, you know, I felt like I wanted to break stuff. Breaking someone's head off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Break my fucking face tonight. Um, but no, I was, it, it really was like, uh, just overwhelmed. I'm like, I'm doing too many things. I have too many fucking jobs. None of them make enough money. Oh God, tell me about it. Yeah. I mean, Vince, I know you're in the, the same place. Um, 
and uh you know just like every time i lose a job i gain uh, a catastrophic house uh, yes uh, ha- house problem that's been my that's been my like last two years yes i i i gain three chores for every uh like job that i lose or every fucking a- anyways it's like been um yeah i was yeah, I was really a nervous wreck yesterday. I mean, I was like snapping at at you know my wife, and uh, and whatnot, oh. um, and just talking to you about it because you know again through the text message, I, I thought I I wasn't sure. I thought it was a joke because you said like uh, something like I was gonna check out the nets on the Golden Gate Bridge or something, and I was thinking like, did you? Oh, so you almost slip. I, I when you say I almost killed myself, I thought you meant like accidentally, not on purpose. <laughs> and this is not the, the first. Like, I, when I found out that Kobe died, um, from my friend Max, uh, and he texted me and he's like, you know, did you hear about Kobe? And I thought he was talking about how like LeBron James had like broken his points record or something the night before. And I was like, uh, you know, whatever, fuck LeBron, you know, call me for life. And he was like, no, 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 I meant LeBron that he died. Yeah, I said, LeBron's a bitch. And he said, uh, no, no, I meant that he died in a helicopter crash. And I texted back, lol, because I <laughs> I, I thought it was just a really, because I, I thought it was a joke. It's a funny way to die if you don't actually die in a helicopter crash. But it was like that where I was just like, uh, yeah, yeah. When you texted, I I didn't know, and so when you called and we were talking about it, it was the thing that Brett said was like that actually hit me, even though it's such a Brett way of talking about stuff. Like all your contracts mm-hmm. can be voided. <laughs> like yeah, it was it worked for me because I was like, oh, yeah. that's right. Like this that's stress, it, it is like actual wisdom. This stress is like a a lot of bit self induced. And I don't mean like, you know, like life is life. You have to deal with life. Um, but hold on. Can I interrupt real quick? Please. <laughs> so I glossed over some of the details that are quite funny. Yes. Um, so I texted him and I was like, hey, bud, I'm really not doing good. Can you talk? And he said, no, I'm in a meeting. <laughs> and I said, all right. I, I think I said something like, all right, buddy. Um, it's been great. You know, I, I love you. And, you know see on the other side something like that yeah and he 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 texts back you are in a paper coffin you constructed yourself Like immediately, does that shit just pop yes, into his head? It does. It does. He just thinks like that all the time. <laughs> but that's that is so true. That is actually wisdom. That really is. It is. It is fax facts. It is facts, mm. though, because like I, that was that is exactly like I was calmed from talking to you about this like trauma because of the fact that I was like. Oh yeah, like this is all this is all a paper coffin of our own making. This is all bullshit. Like this is not nothing is as important as what my, you know, mental state is right now. Like nothing is worth this. And um 
for me, it like literally changed the rest of my day uh, in that like I, I, you know, all of a sudden I was just like kind of whatever about all the, the things I was stressing out about. I was like, I have, the, you know, fucking all this work to do and shit. And it's like, oh, I have deadlines and all this fucking bullshit because I started podcasting with you guys, you know, fucking 15 years ago or whatever. And now I'm now I've made that my stupid ass mm-hmm. career. Uh, you guys have ruined my life, but it's an you, actual padded room made of soundproofing. That yes. I'm literally in a padded room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, so it, it was just like, you know, when you were, we were talking about it and you talked about maybe, you know, bringing it up uh, on the broadcast. I, I, you know, I, I was, I'm all for it because of the fact that like, I know that, we have listeners, um, you know, who are in similar situations. I know this because they, they do reach out about this kind of stuff. And especially when, you know, usually it's when I'm talking about like being in recovery and, you know, being, being sober for 14 plus years and people, I think they need to, they need to hear that, like that, that there's a way out that there's, there's not, it's not all fucking, you know, um, I don't know. They need to hear a message of hope is the thing. They really, they really fucking do. And, and I think like podcast listeners having this like parasocial relationship with us and stuff um, is not, it's not something that is necessarily like, Oh, that's just, you know, it's like, it can be weird. Sure. But it's also like, it's also not something that I'm necessarily going to cast aside. You know, it's not like, leave me alone, you know? And I, that's why I appreciate you being like, you know, for you, it's a big deal that you're setting up a fucking email, like reach out to me because you're usually like, don't, <laughs> I don't want you to know what don't I look like. Don't make eye like. contact with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, that still holds yeah. true, but you can I'm, send an email. Yes. Yeah, so I have extreme, I have extreme Gamergate paranoia. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, uh, you never know with piggies, like piggies can be, you know, they can be adorable and pink, or they could be just like you know malicious you wild boar. Chew through butter like it's like chew it's, through bone like, like it's, it's butter. Yeah. butter. Uh, Matt, when you told when you brought up Kobe, I don't know if I've ever told this story before, but like uh, the Thanksgiving after uh, Kobe died, like we were saying like things that we we're thankful for, <laughs> and my <laughs> my mother in law said, uh, "I'm thankful." For Kobe dying, because I think it really put a spotlight on helicopter safety, and we all like looked at each other, and it it turned out that my my brother in law had like convinced her the week before that like all right when we say what we're thankful for at uh, Thanksgiving, and he coached her to to sing that. <laughs> it was one of the best jokes. That's a really good joke. And we had no idea. We were like. She's serious? Was she? She's like, what what is, what's her new thing about helicopters? <laughs> yeah, she's really on a helicopter kick, I guess. Oh man, um, yeah. I gotta say, Vince, to this day, the video of your brother-in-law spraining his ankle in the parking lot gives oh. me life. No, like every, <laughs> yeah, I think every few months I rewatch it just because it makes me happy. Like just the way <clears throat> that he puts his hands on his knees and then puts his <laughs> his his palm on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and then to know that he walked in 
to a business meeting afterwards to realize that like people had, or I don't know, it wasn't like everybody, but a few people were looking out the window and had seen it happen (laughs) and then had to pull the surveillance tape because they thought it was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but you know, inner pain is also real and not a laughing matter. So I, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I do think that, um, but you can go to the doctor for both and it's uh, probably a good thing. Yeah, it is amazing. Um, you know, like the fact that you got 5150, like it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's wild because, you know, we don't know this, but there was a time I think in this country where like mental health services were something that like the state had a plenty. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's now not, as now it, you no. literally need to actually be like go up to a fucking hospital or a cop and say i'm going to kill myself and then they're like fine we'll take you to the yeah. one fucking psych ward that exists and um, i'm curious i'm yeah. curious what I, I mean yeah i hate i hate to bring it here but i'm curious what your your bill is going to be because uh i just got i just got my bill from uh going to the emergency room for uh, thinking I was having a stroke because of the Bell's palsy, and I didn't know that it was Bell's palsy yet. And um, it, uh, it's wi- it's wild that that is how your face is recovered. Things... By the way, yeah, no, it's great. I'm I'm very thankful, and uh, I feels like stolen valor valor to complain about Bell's palsy because for some people, it doesn't go away. But uh, yeah, it's just it's amazing that that is the system that we've designed where you like go to yeah go to the emergency room for a life threatening. Uh, disease or something that you think you know might be life threatening, and then they check you out, and then uh, and it and they, it would the care was very good. The guy knew exactly what was going on right away, and uh, and it was great. But then like two months later, they're like, "Oh yeah, you owe us like two grand," and you're like, "Huh?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I do is- think it's it's just it it the border keeps uh, infringing further on us, um, yeah. when it comes to healthcare. And I do think you the mean the migrants too, or like the migrants. At the, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. They're ruining everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a, that you know, border. <laughs> you know, I do think the, the, um, I think the dam is going to break and maybe I'm just being a pie in the sky, but like it's getting so absurd and it's getting harder and harder to find people who are like, no, it's great. Um, the yeah. number one complaint you always hear is that nationalized healthcare means longer wait times and all this shit. And, you know, I, I have a separate, I have a separate problem with like, uh, kind of like a GERD thing, you know, where I would get indigestion sometimes. Hmm. And I went and saw the doctor in November and the next appointment for me is in March. <sighs> yeah. You know, so yeah. it's like, and, yeah, and we're not doing way, like Vince, you're asking about the bill. Like I, I went through all the bills and everything and. I'm extremely fortunate. Um, my wife through her work has right. great health care. So I, I don't believe I'm going to, uh, you know, get hit with a big bill, but you know, it struck me then and it was just absurd. And, you know, there's like a, a an outtake form. Um, you know, one of the questions is like, you know, are you committed to continuing taking your medication? You know, I'm like, yes. And they're like, is there anything that, um, you feel will prevent you from taking your medication? And I wrote in all capitals, the American healthcare system and like <laughs> yeah. four question marks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, another thing that, you know, me and like, I also have a healthcare through my wife. Uh, my luckily. wife. Um, but, uh, yeah, another part of the reason that shit is so stressful is like Matt and I, you know, have four or five different 
jobs and um that wouldn't be like such a it wouldn't be such a big deal if we lived in a country that had universal health care 100 percent. but because now like you need to find like a different kind of special job that yes. has uh that provides you with health care through your employer so that like yeah. You know, I have four jobs, but I need one that counts to support my other five. And like, it has to be uh, you have to work at it enough hours in order to get the special uh, health care. And if you are to work at it for that amount of hours, you have to uh, lose the other jobs that you have and make less money. It's like a fucking insane thing. Like I, I'm yeah. going to be taking on uh, another fucking thing where I have taken on like producing this other uh, podcast um, in or because I'm like, because then I'll have enough uh, hours to get health care. And I'm just like, yeah, and, and, and it's and all not the, fucking worth it. <laughs> and all the counter arguments act like that, you know, oh, we're trying to build a society of, uh, you know, job producers and, and, and creators and, and people Ridiculous. that make shit. It's like, yeah, we don't make shit because like you can't just come out of the box. Uh, like you have to you have to work for someone else. Right. In order to get healthcare like for your family like there's so many how many people would uh, would have already created their own shit and yes. become entrepreneurs if they didn't have this fucking extra burden like if you actually right. wanted to stimulate business or, that's why the know, only people country of businessman you would have like the, you would have a uh, nationalized health care no that's, all, that's why the only entrepreneurs are the ones who already fucking come from money yeah <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous and, and their companies are paying the fucking bills yeah, you know, yeah. Pay, you know like yeah. uh, it's it's obnoxious and um you know like what based on what you said vince i'm like <laughs> how many people in my position wouldn't have turned around yeah because they said you know well i'll just go to the er and get stuff with a big bill yeah 100 like, that's I, it's totally just like yeah it's but it's as just, brett says all contracts are negotiable and if uh, right. that includes medical bills. with a big bill you can always be like hey suck my dick yeah suck my dick i don't give a fuck about my credit yeah yeah, yeah. i mean I'm, i do i've but, said it uh, once i've I, said it a million times and um i hope this is many years from now but when i die suck my dick's going on my tombstone it's not just <laughs> it's not just an epithet it's a way of life hell yeah, yeah. i think mine is gonna say uh who books that <laughs> I thought it would yeah. say flap flap. It might say yeah, flap flap flap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it'll say gotta go flap flap. Yeah, here lies a jumbo. Okay. <laughs> oh, come está? Bien y tú? Um, uh, one other thing I should probably address, um, as you guys are talking about your struggles, and, and Vince, I, I've. Um, you know, I've probably fallen victim to being the the, the shitty friend and, and uh, guy afraid to show his emotions. But I mean, your your journey over the last few months has just been absolutely brutal, and it sucks so fucking bad for you, man. And um, I'm sorry. I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, you're still here. Still killing it. Uh, maybe yeah. you shouldn't be. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but, 
sorry. I, wanna, no, I didn't mean that. I, I want to. I want to second um, that. Um, Vince, shit but sucks for you. <laughs> I mean, just let's let's talk like kind of just generally speaking, just out there in general, the vibes are very fucked. The vibes are <laughs> the fucked. Vibes are the vibes fucking very suck, grim. dude. Everything grim is grim. Vibes. Like when you were talking about, you know, like uh, when when you were talking to me about this stuff, the, my <laughs> my brain goes to such weird places because you know it was just like you know why why would you even think about you know ending it all and i was like well i guess there's a few i immediately was like oh because because of gaza yeah it's like well the vibes I, are very fucking bad everything so, there's a hopelessness right now that i think is like almost like you can it's palpable you can, it's palpable you can feel that hopelessness and that shit is um it's good to step back from it for a moment and go wait 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 what are we what are we doing here like so we, you know one of the reasons yeah. i called brett is because one thing brett is extremely good at is like being completely uh rigid about his boundaries and his schedule and his time mm. and he's really disciplined about making sure that like he's making time for the right things and yes his focus is very much just like I work so I can provide for my family and then support them and love them. And like, that is all that fucking matters. You know, yeah. I can't, there's all this shit out there that I can't fix, but like, this is the thing that I can focus on. So that's like something Brett's really good at. But Vince, what I want to say to you is just like, I'm so sorry that all this shit has happened to you. And it's relevant to what we're going to talk about because, you know, I was, um, I watched Saltburn. I watched it twice. Um, actually interesting to rewatch um i didn't mm. get more on the second rewatch um <laughs> you got less i got less um i definitely but, well we can talk about it. i definitely think it commits the sin of over explaining which probably takes away from its uh rewatch potential which even though i do like it a lot hey everyone matt lieb here with an annoying mid-roll ad that i'm gonna be playing until march 17th why March 17th, you ask? Well, <laughs> because I'm going to be co-headlining the Sacramento Punchline on Sunday, March 17th at 7 p.m. with my wife, Francesca Fiorentini. I would love it if you all bought your tickets to it. It's going to be really fun. Um, you helped us sell out uh, when we co-headlined the San Francisco Punchline. And now I'm asking for you to do it again. That's right. If you are in the Sacramento area or somewhere nearby... Um, come to the Sacramento Punchline Sunday, March 17th, 7 p.m. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to be there. Francesca's going to be there. Uh, someone else is going to open for us. I don't know who, but someone probably pretty funny. You're going to have a great time, and you can get your tickets right now by either clicking the link uh, that's in the show notes or going to punchlinesack.com and uh, buying your tickets. Do it. And if you can't go... Hey, maybe you have friends who are in the area and you you know, you can tell them like, "Hey, you like comedy? Come see this guy who does a podcast and his wife who also does a podcast. It'll be great." So, yes, please come Sacramento Punchline March 17th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Come, enjoy, laugh, love. All right. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Wait, I, um, I, I, before we go what, on to that, what ha- what what's happening with Vince? Is is Have the last few months been particularly bad? <laughs> well, so... <laughs> Um, I mean, I got laid off last April and then, right. and then we had like black mold, uh, that we found in the house, like, I don't know, a month later, maybe. Yeah. So then we had to like rip, rip apart our entire kitchen, um, which is still not put together back together by the way, because you know, even after like, I don't think it was like 13 grand or something like that, which, Yeah. I, which actually was less than I was thinking that it was going to be. Oh, that's cool. Um, but, uh, th- it's still half finished cause that's how contractors roll these days supposedly it's going to be finished any day now so i still i've had plywood countertops that until whole time so then um you know like struggling to have a bunch of jobs to try and get back to right. uh where i was at and i was doing all right i was uh copywriting for this company i'm not sure if i should say what it is right, but, right, right. um and, and it was it's i was like oh now. sweet i'm making the, the news uh, is public right so fuck them I, yeah. Well, anyway, so I, and I I got this good. What are they gonna do? Sue you with their non-existent fucking company? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is a perfect gig. Um, I, I and then I got a a, a part-time teaching assignment uh, at the local community college, and then uh, the company that I was copywriting for dissolved, um, and then two days later after that, I got my teacher's uh, assignment rescinded because they've they figured out that the, my degrees don't meet the state requirements uh as written um and Which, then it's and fucking then, ridiculous because you literally have a master's yeah <laughs> no i have an mfa which they didn't uh put they didn't think to put in the state minimum requirements which was super smart yeah um so both of those went away at the same time and then like two days after that uh our house uh, we found a leak where like two of our two other walls are just like completely like waterlogged and oh my uh, god moldy and of course the insurance was like oh well this wasn't uh this wasn't um sudden or catastrophic so uh, we're not going to we're not going to cover that and so that's my that's my joke is that uh every time every time i lose a source of income i discover like a new catastrophic <laughs> issue with the house but yeah. uh I think we're back on track um, with figuring that shit out and uh, trying yeah. to well, so get new teaching assignments. What, what I wanted to say is, first of all, it is bullshit and there's should be legal recourse for you. But second of all, um, <clears throat> yeah, man, just with the jobs and kind of the precarity, like I feel you, man, I've been laid off three times in the last two years. Right. Um, you know, and people will uh, be like, oh, they're well off. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I feel like, even people that are well off it still feels i feel like the more well off you are the more you just like take on overhead so everybody yes. still feels almost the same degree right, of exactly. precarity yeah. yeah that's correct I, I rent and so therefore you know i'm like oh everything's good and then as soon if i were ever get like a really good job job i'd be like time to get a house and yeah. then i'd be back to feeling like total <laughs> right fucking and dog like, shit. You know, yes, i was into my mid to late 30s like with the assumption that i would never own a house and then i moved back to fresno and married uh my wife who <laughs> was a homeowner when we got together so yeah. you know partly because of that like we were able to you know buy a, a house together right which i didn't think would ever happen and then immediately it was just like oh every six months let's have a new 
thing that we have to deplete all of our savings to pay for. I, I, ever since then, like watching the intro to Up uh, hits harder where they have like the piggy bank where they want to go to fucking Paradise Falls and then, yeah. uh, you know, like a tree falls on the house and like mm-hmm. a little stupid shit keeps happening. And I'm like, oh, man. I uh, I relate to this more than I ever yeah, thought I would. Yeah, that's totally why I cry at the beginning of Up. Too. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the beginning of Up, famous for it's uh, making you cry because of all the home improvement projects that happen, <laughs> not because of the well, wife dying I mean, before whole, kids happen right, or her well, being barren. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I mean, but the whole thing Jesus, is them. what is it going to cost? Another ten grand? Yeah. Well, they never get to thing that they never get to do the thing that they want no, to do. No, of course, like of course, whole, uh, of course. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you are like, right. I just think keep getting fun. nickel and dimed by stupid shit. So mm-hmm. you know, don't buy a house. Well, anyway, I'm I'm empathetic to you guys. I know how stressful that is, and you know, I've been out of work since April, and um, yeah. you know, just kind of there's the aspect of just you know, on the service level, not working, not having an income is stressful. I'm fortunate yeah. that my wife is really successful. We've actually, we actually have, oh, I have, we actually have some alternate streams of income um, mm-hmm. that help, that really help bridge the gap. And so that's been really nice. Um, and yeah. we're really fortunate in that respect. So, you know, we're not losing the house anytime soon, but I, it's hard for me to find work. And um, yeah. it, it, for our listeners who are in the tech space, like my heart goes out to you, it's just been a bloodbath. And uh, yeah, um, I'm so sorry. And so, like, I, on the service level, I'm dealing with all those anxieties, but then, you know, I, I'm wondering, okay, am I kind of coming up to the end of this phase of my career? And am I, am I going to, you know, shift what I do and do something else? And and that's scary. And, and there's some yeah. like mourning and grieving there that you need to do. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not sure if I ever did that when, um, uh, you know, my football career ended. I'm not sure if I fully ever grappled with that. You know, um, I can tell you when I was driving towards the bridge, one of the thoughts that was going through my head was I never made the 53-man roster, believe it or not. <laughs> you know, and yeah. so that's kind of, oh, oh, shit, I buried that way deep. I buried yeah. that way deep down. Um, but wasn't there some other part of you that was like, dude, I can't do this now. The Niners might finally fucking avenge their loss to the Chiefs at a, in a Super Bowl. Like, I don't want to. Oh, yeah. So going back to the whole dude's rock situation, I watched that game in. in oh, shit. Oh, you did? And I had so much fun with those guys. Yeah. Oh, oh that is kind of perfect. That's a perfect place to like a bunch and of sorry suicidal- to everyone. Sorry to everyone else in the country who thought that was super depressing and everybody wanted everybody that does is not from the fucking northern California, I'm sure, uh, did not want that outcome. And uh, yeah, hey, I'm sorry for you, but also. Yeah, so I'm super stoked about it. So sorry, we're we're getting sidetracked, and all this is really good. But my point, what I was going to make, Vince, is that um, I watched the movie twice, and then I went online to read some takes about it, and the the takes, my friend, are dog shit, and (laughs) it just pisses me off. And it's such fucking bullshit that a writer as talented as you can't find gainful employment. And um, I don't know, it's the vibes are fucked. And then also, Vince, I was talking to. Um, our mutual friend who's a Navy veteran. Um, and um, I, he was talking about, he was venting about his frustrations about um, uh, his job. And he just says like every single person he works with is grossly incompetent. And I, <laughs> yeah. I stopped him and I was like, listen, on top of the vibes being fucked, the incompetence levels just across the board are at an all time high. Like yeah. it feels like trying to get anything done where you need someone to help you. You're, it's like good fucking luck. Yeah. No, but we have AI for that now. Yeah, that's right. Dude, I, you know, AI doesn't work good. <laughs> <laughs> really, it really doesn't. You, it really doesn't. Hey. Like you, you can write in there like 
precisely what you need. Like Taylor Swift, five titties, eight dicks inside, <laughs> dog tail, <laughs> crown of thorns, you know, uh-huh. railed by uh, Mary McCheese. Cra- crashing into the World Trade Center. Crashing into World Trade Center. <laughs> Osama bin Laden laughing in the sun. And it will like spit out some garbage and you're yeah, just like trash. i'm not even gonna jack to this no i i mean i i don't know maybe it's gauche to bring this back to current events but it's like you i, I look at these news stories now you know and then like the the thing dominating the news cycle this week is like the fucking oh like uh, all the right wingers think taylor swift is like an op or whatever mm-hmm. and um i kind of think part of when we hollowed out the media industry, like now the way it works is everybody is just searching for like uh, a trending topic. Yeah. And then, so instead of like any, That's any exactly sort of, right. any sort of like actual reporting or just general like things to care about, it's everybody is trying to stick themselves or more alike to some stupid trending topic. So like everything starts to feel like an op because it's the same thing that AI does, which is just, cannibalize like five things mm-hmm. and so everything feels like a shitty echo of like the one news story or like the three news stories because it's all it's all trying to regurgitate the same four things because it, it knows what the fucking you know uh it's not what is happening it's like okay what did people search for right what uh, are people searching for what does the algorithm say is the number one thing that will yeah. get the engagement that we need and it's like fucking um yeah it's almost the the focus on the it's like it's just an industry now of like um insane takes and then takes on those insane takes and then takes on the takes of the takes and it's just yeah, like react just, quotes for the insane takes yes yeah constantly and then just like a- analysis up the ass about it and um meanwhile everyone i know works a thousand jobs uh or none and uh you know but i can't look i did die i did get paid for my salt burn take so you know i can't you did can't yeah i did i did oh nice so you get little crumbs of hope here and there Mm -hmm. all Um, right should we should we uh transition to salt burn or should we should we even turn it into a two-part mega mega frat I think we uh, we we keep it all in one episode and let the fucking let, let the market the, decide. Let the market decide. Invisible hand. Works. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because here's the thing: we can talk about salt burn, uh, but you know, uh, there's also this Maury clip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and I think I think uh, you know the listeners here are they they. They're getting more than enough content to choose from. More than enough. No, I feel like Maury clips and uh, and like and funny uh, funny outtakes from Family Feud. It's one of those things that I think I'm over and that I've laughed as much as I'm ever going to laugh at them. But then mm-hmm. like a new one pops up and I'm like, ah, nope, still hits. Okay, so I'm going to play the Maury clip first then, um, because it's just so good. All right, here we go. Uh, Tom. Here we go. This is actually better in audio only because it lets you focus on the thing that I was already hyper fixated on, which is just this guy's voice. Okay, one second and hit. Says for a one time, she watches a booty call. (laughs) 
I did it. <laughs> oh, shit. Get her pregnant. Because we use a rubber glove. It works very damn condom. Did he use a glove? Yes. He used the glove. Because the condom broke. And instead of being responsible and getting another condom, we used a glove. But I know that sounds funny. But I wouldn't take it back. Yes. I wouldn't take it back. Because of the fact that I have a beautiful 11-month-old baby boy. In the yeah, case of a This is definitely Zane. a person that should be in charge Andrew. of a young child. You are not the father. I told you. I told you. Oh, she's running away. <laughs> I only had sex for her one time. She watches a booty call. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time I was watching that, I'm like, is this guy legitimately mentally disabled, <laughs> um, uh, really drunk or high on opiates or both? And I still, he's I, so, it could, he enunciates, yeah. he's so crisp though with his she like his language. She got pregnant. I only had sex with her one time. Yeah, she was a, just a booty call. Under, under the influence of being awesome. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, this guy is high on rocking the fuck out uh yeah that is um that's good stuff man that's good stuff you know there's just so much to live for <laughs> yeah yeah you know like maury <laughs> other stuff <laughs> you know so, i have i have masturbated into a rubber rubber glove i'm not gonna lie and a billy big mouth and bass. a big mouth billy bass's skin yeah um but like you know Anything basically, I've written, man. man. If you apply that level of you ingenuity, know, doggedness, mm -hmm. uh, and, and persistence, tenacity to yeah. the rest of your life, I mean, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna do great, man. Yeah, you're gonna do big things, dude. Right. If, if I were to do like apply that to uh turn one dollar into two dollars, I would have <laughs> so many cum soaked dollars right now. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, right, should we should we talk salt burn? Yeah, it's not salt burn. We all saw salted it. We all saw mm -hmm. salt burn. Uh, rare for me to uh, you know see a movie. I mean, I saw. I I finally saw Oppenheimer. Oh, uh, you didn't see that the first time around, huh? No, it just I had to wait till it came out on video. Uh, and so I I watched it on video. Hold on, let me. Uh, I have notes on Oppenheimer. Give me a second. Um, you got Oppenheimer notes, hey? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oppenheimer, I barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but that uh, no, was that movie was tight. That movie was tight. It was really good. I I uh I was I was a fan of it. But, you know, it was like I watched it in like eight sittings because I can only watch fucking movies, you know, when I uh uh, when the baby's asleep and stuff. So. I did I did appreciate that movie for the fact that uh instead of Christopher Nolan having like a sort of galaxy brain theme like he had he took like a galaxy brain topic and brought it back to like a really uh a really like like a story um, about something yeah like it would really like simple <laughs> theme which is basically yeah. like you know, is, uh, when someone when someone wants your idea but they don't give a fuck man. about you uh <laughs> and that's great it's like it's sort of a it's sort of his petty like fuck the bosses yeah, uh, movie or that's that, that was my basic read on it, and uh, I love that about it. I'll say uh, my big note on that movie was like um, 
Can someone tell Hans Zimmer to shut the fuck up for a yeah. little bit? Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't need to. It's he doesn't need to do the whole thing. Like I feel like he's just in the background with the orchestra, just like we're just riffing. And it's like, shut the <laughs> fuck up. But I yeah, I blame that on Christopher Nolan. No, I blame him too. Christopher yeah. Nolan's just letting Hans Zimmer riff. Yeah, that's on you, man. That's like, like that's like Hans Noah Zip Holly. It. Noah, Noah right. Holly with uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's accent and Fargo. Like that's on you to tell her to not do that. Yeah, anymore. you could you could you could tell her not. Yeah. Um but Saltburn was a movie that I had I went into knowing nothing about other than I had uh that ugly guy who's hot. Um, Barry Keoghan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got yeah, an yeah. ugly guy who's hot and a hot guy who's hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So fun to look at movie. Um, and uh, I was like, well, cool. Oh, it's about like a, a little a little poor kid who, you know, is wants to be friends with a hot, rich guy. Kind of He kind of gay. Um, he kind of straight. Um, he's talented Mr. Ripley, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, that's... Uh, There's there's a lot of twists and turns it's like the movie yeah. you, you keep thinking it's going to be one kind of movie and then weird stuff happens and yeah i think it's handled well but i'm like i'm realizing that i'm still kind of trying to make sense of it um because there's a lot in there uh and not all yeah. of it's coherent yep. but it's still good anyway i mean definitely it's one of those movies that uh you know the actors do a lot of the heavy lifting um and and without better casting um i think without this level of casting i think it, it could have been really shitty 100%. yeah i mean i don't know i think structurally i really like it structurally because i mean the the way i read it was you know she's she's creating this uh this kind of story that we're used to seeing which is like rooting for rooting for the striver to to sort of um you know rooting for the striver to get one over on all the rich the rich swells right uh, and then yeah the entitled yeah the entitled didn't earn exactly and then halfway through she's like nah nah you've been rooting for this guy who's like a perverted weirdo uh (laughs) this whole time and you know to me it was sort of it was sort of like who's worse the people that were born terrible uh and just sort of let it happen or this guy who who really wants to be them right um, this guy who like, is just um striving to be terrible right yeah which yeah. i don't you know that like i don't think you need to make a whole worldview out of it but in terms of like uh, a take for art i thought that was uh, a a very cromulent take very cromulent Jacob Alordi really is like a dreamboat, isn't he? Oh, Lordy, uh, is he ever? I, I feel like he's the result of like a fat, bald guy in an office in Los Angeles slamming down the phone and being like, get oh. me Giga Chad to me, Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I thought you were going somewhere else with it. I thought you were going to say that his parents were ugly and the, this was he's just a freak of nature accident. Because um, yeah. have you guys ever seen um, <clears throat> Zendaya's, Zendaya, Zendaya's yeah. parents? They're like, yeah. no, they're just normal. They're just like normal looking. And then they accidentally made this like, you know, beautiful, beautiful lady. And um, and you're just like, oh shit, that's crazy that you can. They do made that. a child so beautiful that she goes by one name and no one questions it. Everybody's yeah, everyone's like, just oh, yeah, like, sure. I get it. She's hot enough to have just one name. <laughs> There's some uh, the title cards I thought were were some mumblecore ass title cards. Like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it, who, it who's was the guy that um, oh, fuck. What's the movie with the uh, Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's just go with that. <laughs> 
uh, uh, Gabriel Gale Garcia Bernal. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Was in that kind of twee movie with like. But, uh, yeah, yeah, give yeah. Me more, like give me more. Spike Jones. I think I can get it. I think I Lots can get of, it. Lots of like cutouts, arts and crafts looking. Yeah, you know. so Spike Jones or the other guy who also. Dreaming or something. Michelle Gondry or some yeah. shit. Yeah. No, maybe it was Michelle Gondry. I was thinking it was, yeah. Anyway. The Science of Sleep or some shit like that. Some bullshit. Um, I don't know. I keep wanting to say the unbearable lightness of being, but that's not right. Is that. See, that sounds like a movie that sucks. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure it's a movie. It's science of sleep, yeah, yeah. It's science of sleep with Michelle Gondry. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's what that was like. Uh, <laughs> man, entranced thought... by his dreams and imagination, is love struck with a French woman and feels he can show her his world. Yeah, that has like eight okay. different yeah. keywords that of of things that I'm <laughs> not interested in. Uh, yeah. French sleep science. Uh, oh, um, speaking of which, we should probably uh, if this I don't know if this is gonna work, but uh, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Upskirt. Taylor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We got to do that. Pushy, pushy, uh, pushy, 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 pushy. Um, I did think that one scene where he's meeting with the counselor was really interesting because, yeah. mm. you know, it starts and he's like, oh, I read everything. And the guy's like, oh, I haven't read half these books. You know, you're telling me you spent the summer reading the Bible, um, which I thought was kind of funny. So you're yeah. kind of we we've seen this movie before in a way. Right. Or I, I don't want to say that because that sounds like an insult. But like you're like, oh, OK, I see where we're going. We got the striver who's disillusioned with like, you know, mm-hmm. the reality of what college is. It's the equivalent to Tracy Flick arriving at Georgetown and being mm-hmm. mad at people drinking beer in the hallway. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, you're kind of thinking that's where it's going, but then it's really setting up Farley to be the antagonist. Right. So just even those little curveballs, I thought were just kind of cool. You know, like I think it, it just makes the movie you're never really sure what to expect. You're never really sure where it's going. Um, and you yeah. know, that's one of the first scenes in the movie. So I think, you know, they, they do a good job of kind of always keeping you on your toes. Yeah. It makes you reexamine your expectations because like you said, like I was sort of in the mode of this is going to be a certain kind of movie. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm here for it because you know, fuck these Oxford, uh, dipshits. And then, uh, and then it pivots and then the pivot was even better than what I was uh, expecting you know the the pivot was good but what you know I, i'm still confused by it though why uh because what like, pivot are we Brendan? talking about there's so many pivots no i'm confused okay so like for me the pivot of the movie happens when he is hanging out with that girl who's on her period um and oh, God, uh i hate that part and he goes down on her uh, like at that point in the movie it around that point in the movie it becomes very clear that he um has like magical fucky powers mm. um like he is just kind of like got this like i thought at that point it was like oh is this vampire movie because like because <laughs> in vampire movie uh vampire can make anyone fall in love right so yeah. i thought i thought it well, was vamp- he's, he's straight up said it he said he's yeah he said i'm vampire and i was like oh good now i know but then no more vampire happened in me where are the werewolves when when are the werewolves coming in that was Mm. the thing i was uh, i need sexy werewolves so that was saltburn's fatal flaw yeah there was not enough sexy werewolves and also vampire just well they did yeah he stopped drinking blood pretty much but i it was a i like drink the semen he drank well he drank the cum water 
He drank right, cum water. Yeah. Um, no, the no, movies. No, no. You guys, you guys, come on. What? What? Accuracy is important. Okay. All right. Yep. Um, he felched jizz out of a drain. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. yes. He felt the jizz out of the drain. He yeah, zambonied it up. <laughs> well, like, it, so okay, so if if we're calling that the like, work. if we're calling that like the twist or pivot or whatever, um, uh, it, it was wild. Like, what a wild movie! Like, yeah, no, it was, man. it was, it like, was. I mean, the big twist so, was when you know he's he's sold uh, the rich kid. What's his face, Jacob Ellardy? He's sold. Jacob Ellardy on the fact that he is a poor kid from Liverpool a f- and with a parent- fucked up past and stuff. Yeah, with a fucked up past. His dad's like an alcoholic who like is dying because he drinks too much. Uh, and then there's that there's that great scene where they're throwing the the rock with, <laughs> with his name yeah. on it into the river and he misses the river. Great yeah. scene. So so yeah, the 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 conceit is that you know this guy goes oh the, you know my family has this tradition when someone dies we write their name on a rock and throw it in the river and you know so they they walk down the river they're at school still they're not at saltburn yet and yeah he chucks a rock and it goes right into the mud <laughs> which is very <laughs> yeah. funny great scene. um but yeah but then the big pivot comes when they they actually go to his house and he's just like an upper middle class kid with like nice parents well, parents who make him pivot, sandwiches but, and stuff yeah yeah that's another pivot but like you know going all the way back it's like so first of all we haven't even talked about carrie mulligan playing like just a mm. you know trailer trash which was very funny um, i think that's my favorite carrie mulligan role because they they leaned into the annoyance that i usually feel when i see her and they mm-hmm. just like had the had the other characters react to her the way that i usually react to her yeah characters. that was weird i i it was the first time i was like does carrie mulligan know i'm mad she's in this <laughs> yeah because i was watching yeah. it and i was just like oh carrie fucking mulligan uh, uh, <laughs> carrie mull again and and then her character everyone was just like fuck you get out of here and i was like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. scat get get skedaddle yeah, get I mean, out of here just, just i i wrote in my notes Carrie Mulligan in a non-posh role? Question mark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, she she. It's kind of how I always said about the Olsen twins. They they look like someone I want to like chase off my porch with a broom, yeah. and that's kind of like how they treated <laughs> Carrie Mulligan. They're just like constantly shoo get, get yeah. Out. So so before we get to this pivot, like one thing, I, there was one one part I wanted to address, which was like the uh, kind of the fun montage scene mm-hmm. set to. Um, t- uh, what the hell's the name of that song? Time to Pretend by MGMT. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. That was that hit me in a way I did not think was going to hit me. Like just the pure nostalgia of that yes. song. I was like, yeah, Man. yeah, yeah. Um, but that whole um, montage, just good, just like really nice vibes. I totally want to go to Saltburn and lie around naked in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, Be a yeah. loush, like, rich bisexual from Oxford. Yeah, play play uh, tennis in a tuxedo while chugging a bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that looks fucking fun, dude. Yeah. Um, so that was great. And then, but yeah. like, here's here's what I was thinking about. So for calling the, the cunnilingus scene, like a big, one of the first big pivots, mm. I, I called it, like when I was thinking about it, I said, okay, well, this is the biggest left turn in the movie so far. And it's wild. Again, structurally, it's kind of crazy the way they did it because the biggest left turn of the movie came not more than five minutes after he felt jizz out of a bathtub drain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that was crazy. Well, what a crazy yeah. ass movie. I was still sort of in the mindset of like rooting for him to uh, like weasel himself into this family 
and expecting the conflict is going to come from him uh, hooking up with the sister and not realizing that that was going to like alienate him from <clears throat> the brother who'd brought him into it. And in the who's the one the he's fr- actually in love with. Right. Yeah. yeah. But then that wasn't really, no, that wasn't really the, the point. I mean, the point was just like sort of uh, tricking us into rooting for this guy who was a piece of shit. And mm-hmm. he takes everything that he wants and he ends up, you know, all alone in this, in this fabulous castle with no friends, which to me is not, uh, that's not happy. That's not happy. That's not a happy ending, but like but to for him, him, it is happy because he's psychopath. Is, he was like, yes, this is great. This is what I wanted all along. Yeah. So he can, he can twirl his dick in peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like he, um, you know, the, the big twist, is I didn't the, think we needed the flashback. We didn't, of him, we of didn't him. need that, that was so unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I don't really care that he orchestrated the whole bike thing. I, like, uh, I don't yeah. like, so the, like there was, I think it's better if we have to wonder whether he did or not. So like, uh, for me, I'm of two minds of this. Cause like, at, at, at when I was watching it, I was like, I'd really like to know, if he like, did he do this? And then they started showing him like do like every single thing where you're like, oh, how did that person die or how did this thing happen? What night mm-hmm. you find out he did it? And as they were showing it, I was like, I didn't need to see this. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. kind of, I'm like, well, I kind of was like required it as I was yelling like, I want to know. And they showed <laughs> me, and I was like, I wish I never knew. So I can't tell whether or not I'm wrong about that. And then when I was like sort of in my mind, uh, sort of understanding what all the themes were, he basically just like told them all mm-hmm. to yeah. uh, Rosamund Pike on, on her deathbed. And I was like, yeah, I, I think I got what, it without him explaining this. Uh, yeah, that's all. where I'm like, uh, it was just so that was a very strange tonal shift. I'm like, OK, I guess we're, I guess we're just going with the. Uh, I love it when a plan comes together ending like <laughs> right. <it's> very. <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, they, it made sense. It was just I don't know. It was too neat. A it bow was neat. For me. They didn't need to wrap yeah. it in a bow. But they, the great thing was they gave us something even better to end it because they could have ended it there, and I would have been like, oh, okay. But uh, they ended with that that dance scene at the end of the movie is like one of the rare times where I am like, I know I'm watching them doing an art, and I'm like, but I still like it because mm-hmm. because he is a beautiful. The- he has a beautiful body. He has got a you got a nice dick too, mm-hmm. and like he's got you know because he's like a little ugly bulldog, and <laughs> like you know he's what is the that one that one dog that looks all fucked up? Pug you know, bulldog? No, 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 no. Uh, maybe it's, a Brussels Griffin. It's the one with it's got like a a, a black eye and its nose is like a PT Cruiser and it's just like Appen Pincher. It's like kill me, you know. A bull like, bull terrier, like yeah, like bull terrier. Dog? Yeah, oh, yes, okay. yes. He's got this bull terrier ass face, and um, you know his skin is. Bull terriers rink- are like if a German World War II pistol was a dog. Like just, yes, like, exactly. Built, he looks like a weird. luger. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, like he had. There's something about Barry Keegan. Keegan Coagan. I think it's Keogan. Kyogen. Barry Kyogen has this thing Just about him where he yeah. he looks like uh he's his skin is both like <clears throat> shiny and new and old at the same mm-hmm. time. Yes. Um like he's got he's like an unsettlingly skinned man. It's like man. ruddy ruddy and pasty but somehow glows at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um he's he's got like fucking 
Benjamin Button ass disease or something. It's like, he, it's like his skincare routine is doing a lot, but it can't do everything. It can't mm. do everything. It's like doing he, the best it can. Yeah. He is one of the most ugly, pretty humans. Yes, he's like, a new maybe since like Willem Dafoe. Like, right, not... and it, I feel like there's like um I don't know there's a consistency, a commonality with the like uh, ugly, pretty guy, big dick. Mm. And you see, <laughs> yeah, Willem Dafoe also. Also, that's what yeah. I'm saying. And so it's like, got pipe. And, and like, yeah, he's got pipe, and um, and also a good actor. And so, like, for yeah. me, this was, I think, my first like Barry Keegan movie where he is the lead. I think I don't mm. think I've seen anything where yeah, he's usually the he's lead. just the wild card rascal, and you're like, oh, yeah, I love that rascal. Yeah, and uh, and so I was like, I was in it from the beginning just for to see where he's going with stuff right. because i'm so interested in him as an actor and i and i realized that that it might be a i can't say it's a fault of the movie cuz it it had that and therefore it was good but it is one of those things where i don't think it works without him and mm. i don't know what that says yeah, about the, the movie i mean he i don't does know. have a he does have a quality of uh like you root for him reflexively cuz he's yes. sort of mesmerizing to watch he, yes. and i think part of the goal of the movie was to like troll you uh yeah. making you root for this perverted uh come and blood yeah. vampire come felching vampire yeah mm-hmm. um so can can we go back to one of the pivots the the reveal that he's actually like upper middle class and yeah. from, like, a decent family was just so good and yeah. as soon as she's like oh your dad's out in the garden <laughs> the first thought in my head was man him chucking that rock and it sticking in the mud is like an all-time ball don't lie moment. Like, <laughs> I want a, I want a cut of the movie where she says your dad's in the garden and you just hear Rasheed Wallace go ball don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, and I mean I, that because see, like that scene, it worked on a level where like I didn't need the reveal with him uh with him orchestrating the bike thing because right like uh, like there was that uh, there's that se- sixth sense like realization moment when you find out that his parents are just nice people like it, it all comes together that he's just sold the exact lie that these rich dicks uh wanted right. to hear like oh yeah like he wouldn't care if you were just some middle class upper middle class kid who's slightly less rich but you yeah. sold him you sold him you sold him the story of the uh the tragic scholarship boy. Right. The question is is like the story at first I'm thinking is about how he'll do pretty much anything to be with this guy and it ends with how he'll do pretty much anything to uh, live in this house mm-hmm. which is I guess it's like uh, instead of be with this guy he wants to be this guy I suppose yeah. is kind of yeah. where they're going with it. Yeah. But I I also I found it a little bit like that 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 was you know for me I'm like uh, you know, at some point I'm like, okay, it's a movie about horniest man in the world. And then <laughs> it's not movie about horniest man in the world. And I'm like, ah, well, I kind of wanted to watch a movie about the depravity of striving. Yeah. Yeah. He's so um, horny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, but just I, Rosamund Pike. She's fuck, great. She was so good. Like Dude. every, she has I, all the best lines. I was going to say, yes. I mean, I know the writing gave her all the best lines, but goddamn, like she knocked those, out of the park and like you said the casting really was just hitting on all levels with her and uh fucking with nail guy like you could not find two 
more per- like you there think was multiple multiple like tackling scenes like at the mm-hmm. end of the movie yeah like around the suicide so obviously the grave fucking scene is just hysterical i'm just like what are we In- doing incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. and i knew so- it was coming too because i was just like he's gonna fuck the grave i just knew it i was <laughs> did like did you really yes i was like then- this movie there's no way that this guy he's he was felching the come out of the drain he's mm-hmm. gonna do so, like because as soon as he started lying on the grave i was like fuck the grave fuck the grave fuck the grave <laughs> and then he fucked the grave and i was like this is this is so like this is for it, me it took me by surprise <laughs> and i always respect a movie that is Cause I'm always, I'm always, I always feel like I'm two levels grosser than whatever the movie I'm watching is. Sure, where sure, I'm sure, like, sure. wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool if they took it to like two more levels of gross? Yeah. And then this movie like took it even one level like, beyond like what I was imagining. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, to me, that's a movie that I respect. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. So, so, so I'm howling at the grave humping. <laughs> then in the next scene where they're all eating lunch together and Farley is, Bobbing and shuffling pie into his face. I'm just dying. And then the the dad with the Graydon Carter haircut is like, you know, oh, we don't need, we don't need your bloody American feelings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So great. yeah, yeah. And then there's the other scene where uh, probably the dad would have hated the first half of this podcast. He would have been like, oh, yeah, this yeah. So what's American. his bloody American yeah. feelings? Um, when uh, you know they they talk about the font, and he's like, what you choose? Tons New Roman. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was a, a belly laugh. That was a laugher. Yeah. And then um, the scene. So then the next scene, you know, was really weird. Where like he kind of confronts the sister, and she's kind of calls him out for what he is. And right. she's like, "You're wearing his aftershave, you you freak." Yeah. Um, which was a great scene. But then you know he he uses a voiceover, which I thought this was a little. You could see kind of the seams. And them mm-hmm. not really coming together all that well, where he's like, anyway, she couldn't live without him. And then like smash right, yeah, cut yeah, to yeah. her just like in the bathroom, which actually was a great just the shot itself, the composition of that shot was like really cool. Yeah, it looked I really like that shot. Yeah. Um, but then then after that, there is a smash cut to Duncan holding two umbrellas <laughs> while the, <laughs> while the, everyone else is on the bridge throwing her rock in the in the water and i uh, i lost it with that that was so funny <laughs> yeah yeah and i like that uh it, it all set up for the end where he just ends up uh fucking the mom too and then like uh, you know killing uh like we don't know exactly how um gone girl becomes like paraplegic or whatever the fuck like she's in the fucking hospital bed with a breathing machine i assume he's poisoned her somehow or some shit yeah we don't know how it gets there but uh watching um the watching how quickly that happens in the movie (laughs) you know because it's just like he sees her at a coffee shop it's been x amount of years and then he's just like explaining his master plan to her almost corpse and i was like fuck yeah (laughs) i did love that when it showed his laptop and he was just typing nonsense for some reason that made me giggle because maybe just because i've done that many times where i want to look like i'm working and yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, i guess like the the piece of the movie that doesn't i still really enjoyed it and Mm -hmm. I, i will say watching it a second time I, I do think it was detrimental, like watching a second time. I'm like, oh, wow, there's not much more I'm picking up on here. It's it's all kind of there. Yeah. Um, it's just not clear to me. Like the weird thing to me about the movie is just like, how the fuck does he get these people to be obsessed with him? 
Like, right. How does he, he have that a, He sold magic. them a story about him being the fucking scholarship boy that they wanted to take care of and nurse back to health. And, I guess. I don't I, know. The way, the way yeah. it, there's some... There's some abrupt turns between him and the sister that it's kind of like suddenly they're just under his spell, you know? Right. Um, it's right. really abrupt. And yes. I don't know. That just and, felt weird. And the mom, and like there's a lot of, yeah, there's a, in the movie, like I said, there was a part where I thought he was a fucking vampire because I was like, wait, how does, how is he like able to um, manipulate these people into like wanting to do fucky sucky with him and not um, Jacob? Alority. um but yeah you know i don't know it, yes i agree i i felt like it was another like fucking red herring i guess where it was just like a, another way to like p- give you another pivot at another point because you're just focused on him like oh is he magic because that's all i was thinking is that he was like you know there's an episode of seinfeld where some like i think it's like a greek orthodox fucking priest is calling uh kramer a fucking I don't know, like some like a Malorca or some shit, like some sort of like fuck demon. Do you guys mm-hmm. remember when Kramer was a fuck was demon? La- I think it was Latvian Orthodox. Was it Lat Lat Latvian Orthodox? I believe so. Yeah, I, I forget what word they used, but I I, I will like whatever the thing is is like he has some sort of fucky spell, and I thought that's <laughs> where the movie was going, and they kind of stopped doing that, I guess. Um, but I suppose you can explain it by being like, I don't know, if if I if I met this fucking guy, he's like this, you know, Barry Quigwagon is Quigwagon. Yeah. It's uh Kogan. Yeah, Barry Cohagen is mm-hmm. like he's magnetic. He's turning They're... off the fans in Mars so that the people <laughs> yeah. in Mars can't breathe. Cohagen. <laughs> Start the reactor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> his eyes are bulging but no like and, uh, i guess it's uh, like i don't know maybe it's just he's really hot i don't know people are just like look at him everybody's mesmerized by yeah i kind of get ugly, it ugly, I'm hot dude with a fat hog like what do you want i guess maybe i just uh, i don't know it, it it i i still enjoy it's an enjoyable experience um though i think it loses points on just kind of being coherent yeah like as and and to go back to my earlier point about you vince is like i'm reading all these articles and i'm just like you know it's like there's so many that like in the first paragraph are like a parody of the upper of like english upper class or like a class parody you know and and i think Mm -hmm. i write about it like it's parasite or something which is right movie and i'm just like i can't take you seriously if you put that in your first paragraph it reminds me of like Anytime I see an article that about politics, um, like cultural politics, and it's like, you know, on the right, like the Daily Caller and blah, 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 and Ben Shapiro. And then on the left, then you have leftist uh, media such as Chapo Trap House and Cumtown. And right, just, right, right. I can't take you seriously if you call Cumtown leftist. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the podcast that cold opened on the song Tequila by the Champs. And it goes a full minute until it hits the chorus. And then the host goes, my penis <laughs> <laughs> like that's what that podcast is i'm sorry it's yeah <laughs> well it, it felt like they just it felt like they just remixed um <laughs> they remixed their criticisms of the menu from like a year earlier yeah they're like yes. they're like oh right. this this movie is just like kind of like one note anti-rich and i'm like 
it's not really what the fucking movie was about. Like that is like, yes, it had a lot of like rich people, you know, getting trolled or whatever, but that was not what the fucking movie was. Just like this one wasn't like a class parable to, like, to, was... to, to give that like, I don't know. There, there is something about not understanding this movie in particular as being very much not that like not being a oh this is about you know yeah like a class parable or whatnot is uh it shows a level of media literacy at this point that it makes me um weep for the future well it's also it's like it's the same thing where they have like five topics or something and right uh, and and they can only remix they can only remix like previous things they they've written. Uh, the, one of their previous like five topics, like I saw a, a tweet or no, it wasn't a tweet. It was like a news story. I think it was the Daily Beast. And it was <laughs> like, like I saw a tweet. No, no, no. It was the fucking New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, no, it was the Daily Beast, and the the headline was uh, "Do Do the Oscars Have a Jew Face Problem?" And I was like, oh, "We fucking already did this whole news cycle with with Maestro," and like I think it's kind of funny. Uh, to like point out, I mean, we know. settled, we settled the question. The answer is yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We're tired of all these Jewish faces in Hollywood. Oh wait, no, is that not over? <laughs> no, uh, that was about, that was about Bradley Cooper wearing yeah. that crazy ass makeup, right? Right. It was about yeah. Bradley Cooper. And then they, and then they, they gave him um, a nose. Well, they lumped in the Golda movie that, uh, that Hel- Helen, Helen Mirren was in. And I think got nominated for like makeup or something. Wait, that came thing, out. Yeah, it came out. No one saw it. And that's the other thing. Like you're complaining about a movie that fucking no one saw. I love that. Wait, when did that and come also, out? Also, like I don't Hold just on. like where so does brave. the where does that conversation even go? Like, oh yeah, he he wore a nose to play a Jewish guy. And you're like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure, oh. sure did. Okay. Dude, so it, it, it's it's so fucking annoying too, because like that um entire discourse came out um like I don't know. I forget when that happened, but like Jewface discourse. It was discourse, when the trailer. It was when the Might Meister trailer came out. Jewface discourse comes out in this way that like really annoys the fuck out of me because it's all of these like liberal white Jews who are like very much going. Now it's my turn to call people problematic. Yep. And it's just like. What are we really doing here? Like, what are we doing? Are and, you and, are you and, yeah. actually mad about this, or right. are you and, just, or do you just think it's unfair that other people can do this? Because when they do it, you actually you you pretend to agree with it, but you don't really get care for it. You know, you you just won't say out loud that when anyone has a version of this discourse you think it's bullshit so instead you're waiting for your turn to be like i'm mad about this no you're fucking not you're not mad yeah. about shit <laughs> shut and it's up like the, we had the conversation it didn't the quote-unquote conversation it didn't go anywhere they're like oh man he's wearing a fake nose and then like the leonard bernstein's family was like oh yeah he consulted us on this and we were okay with it i'm not to say that that excuses everything but it's like Okay, like we had a back and forth. I don't really know where it goes from here. He made it. They made like a a choice, and you either liked it or you or you didn't. Um, like where does that conversation go? Like I I don't get it, dude. I cannot believe they. I I, I need to see this gold in my ear movie. It it came out <laughs> uh, August twenty fifth. So it's it wasn't even like a like oh it got overshadowed by like you know the. Uh, Israel and Gaza thing it, it's like no it just just no one saw it because everyone's like I don't care 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I think, yeah. I think yeah, that's I probably... I saw Helen Mirren staring at me in her gold in my air makeup, and I was like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, it, I, that, <laughs> I think that is um, one of those things that really drives um, people crazy, or at least, like, like, again, white, liberal... Uh, upwardly mobile Jews that I know crazy is when like the general public is like, I don't care. <laughs> when they're just like, what do you mean you don't care about Israeli history? It was the first woman prime minister, and and everyone's like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's fucked up. Why is it yeah. fucked up? Sometimes people don't care about stuff. It's not inherently wrong for someone to be like, I don't care about your particular interests. That's not abnormal, but people are so, like, <laughs> that make me happy. I think I'm also a little bit happy because a, a lot of people have been sending me this fucking dog shit Golden Meyer quote uh, for the past few months uh, that th literally they're sending it to me like it's a normal thing that someone said. She said, uh, uh, we will someday be able to forgive the Arabs for um, uh, for killing us, but uh, we will never be able to forgive them for making us kill their children. Uh, and that is like, people what? will... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is something... Shit. Right. That's something Golda Meir said. And it's just like, people will send that like, you know, that's pretty deep, huh? And it's like, that's genocidal. That's literally a genocidal thing to say. Why would you kill their children? And people were like, no, but they're making us. It's like, Man, okay. That's wild. I'm so glad I'm not as online as I used to be. Oh, yeah. Dude, fucking, it is, it is, it's wild. Been in a, I would have been in a dude's rock, in a low-key dude's rock situation much earlier. Yeah, 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 seriously. I mean, listen, I am, I like, let's call every uh, mental health breakdown a dude's rock situation. Well, look, I'm only half joking when I say, like, the three of us, we all go to the ER together. I know, I know. Can You, I, you can't take out of van, can you? I, I can't, but uh, I think, honestly, just hanging out with my bros would be, like, Ativan enough for me, straight Dude, up. As many snacks, all the snacks you can eat. Yes. The football. food wasn't bad. I yeah. mean, it's not good, but it's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, Someone's serving it to you. You do some puzzles. You puzzles. And also, there's, like, nurses and shit, and they're like, do you want a hot w washcloth? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not allowed to shave. One of the nurses combed my hair, and it was just this t beautiful, tender moment between mm. me and her. And then she walked me out, and I was like, "Thank you so much. You've just helped me so much." And and the you know combing my hair, I know you didn't need to do that, and I just really appreciate it. And she's like, "No problem." And I'm like, "Can I give you a hug?" And she holds out her elbow and goes, "How about I give you one of these?" <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if, like, while you were saying, she goes, "I have a boyfriend." <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, You're I'm just smothering me. Yeah. <laughs> You're the 10th dude whose hair I've combed today and I don't need your germs right now, but yeah. uh, I'm glad that you liked it. Oh man. I honestly she, though, she yes. Up, she braided up my homie Jesse who had Mayan tattooed on his face. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. She gave him like the, the two braids. It looked dope. Oh nice. man. I want to fucking, I honestly dudes rock vacay. Uh, seventy-two hour hold, psych ward. Let's fucking do 2K24. it. Guys. That could let's that could be like an Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn vehicle. Honestly, yeah. let's make that a broadcast vehicle. Let's Maybe do it. Let us bring our gear in. Wait, <laughs> would we be able to? Hold on. If you <laughs> go, funny, funny. wait a second. If in the seventy-two hour hold, they're like, oh man, how do we, 
how do we nurse these uh, 5150s back to mental health? And then they just bring in some, some microphones. So, so like, hey, guys, just do, you guys, why don't you guys just do a podcast? Just, uh... Oh, my God. Well, I was more thinking like we'd keister the microphone. Oh, yeah. yeah you'd yeah, have to yeah. shove it up your ass and then just like fucking, yeah, shit well, it no, out. No problem there. Yeah. Well, that's easy for me. I got a white asshole. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, just like if we all like what ha- if we all went to the same ER and just all went up mm-hmm. to the and said, we're all going to ki- we're going to uh, kill ourselves. They would take we're us like all a suicide pact. Yeah, suicide mm-hmm. pact. Oh, what- wait, no. But maybe if they if we did that, then they would, they would separate like, us. Well, they should be separated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, OK, we go in yeah. one after another like we don't yeah. know each Unreli- other. Like we don't know yeah. each other. Yeah. And then we say, I'm going to kill myself. And then uh, we wait for them to take it they would definitely take you to the same psych ward because like every like city yeah, has that many one psych ward mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah in a city of millions so like we would go to the same one and we could probably like hang out yeah because the er i went to is, good a, is it's a big hospital but the town itself is not that big i didn't go to one in san francisco or oakland right i went to one uh, you know i'm in the suburbs and so i went to a smaller one so like i'm pretty sure that they would all send us to the same spot let, uh, we should we should consider this as a thing that, we could also rent an airbnb but <laughs> oh, yeah. i think it's not the same <laughs> yeah no no one's serving you at an airbnb and giving yeah. you antipsychotics well yeah, out of energy for us oh and then trazodone oh yeah um, trazodone yeah for sleep yeah it's baby. very good for sleep it's i very slept good. for like 14 hours the first night it was amazing oh that's so I need some trazodone. Um, well, let's call that a fraught. I think that mm-hmm. is. Uh, I. I mean, listen. I think I'm going to title this a very special episode of the Fraughtcast. It is a very special episode. Uh, or you know, something about like cum felching. It's one or the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very special uh, episode slash sucking cum out of a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we got a lot of topics, but uh, Brendan, don't succumb. Suck to- cum. I love it. Mm. That's really good, actually. Um, okay, so once again, don't suck cum uh, to depression. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> don't suck cum. <laughs> uh, one more time for everyone out there. What is that email address that you set up, Brendan? Um, it's uh, fraughtcast Brendan, all mm-hmm. one word, right? You know how to spell fraughtcast, and then it's B R E N D A N. I want to hear from you. I want yeah. to hear from you. If it's subject line, suck my dick, no message in the body, cool. Yeah. That'll make me laugh. Um, it, I want to hear people's struggles. I want to hear people's uh, pain. I want to hear what they're uh, what they need to get off their chest because I just the the more I talk to friends and share my journey with them, the more I hear that everybody does have these problems, and oh, yeah. um, I want them to. I want to normalize it and. Uh, I, I guess I would just also add that, like, I uh, I still don't know how I feel about going public with this. I'm sure. I mean, I think if you try hard enough, you can find out who I am, like what my identity is. And um, but don't do that. Yeah, yeah don't be a I mean, don't fucking be a dick. idiot. Uh, but like, you know, it's not easy to come out and say this. Uh, yeah. And I guess where I land on that is that if um, I come out and talk about this, and someone goes, "Oh wow, what a you know psycho or something." Um, I don't fuck with them. So yeah. fuck you, you know? A hundred percent. So so I am nervous. I, I am nervous. I'm scared. 
for this yeah. to go out kind of. Um, but it's good. And, and, and again, like coming out of going through all this and coming out of it, I just, all that keeps going through my head is like, I've got to get my story out so that I can help people. And that's what I want to do. A hundred percent. Maybe that's my next turn. Maybe I don't work for fucking a tech company again. Uh, and this yeah. is what I do turn into a career. And that would be amazing because do you know what happens to like a guy with Asperger's when you give him a hundred million dollars? It's not good. <laughs> Sadly, we like know all about what Yeah, happens. actually, you know all yeah. about it. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, that's my message. Have hope. It's there, even if it doesn't feel like it. And yeah. uh, please reach out to me. I want to help. I want to be a resource for everybody. So yeah. um, I love you guys, even if I don't accept your um, your your Instagram requests. Um, Good. I still love you. And I do appreciate it. And I, I've actually been thinking about, uh, as I've been thinking about, like part of this has been due to isolation, loneliness, you know, just being in the bubble with your kids and like, yeah, I miss hearing from the, the listeners and yeah, um, you guys are great. And you know, when we met people live in Chicago, it was just fucking awesome. So yeah. fun to meet, um, the people that, that love listening to our show. So anyway, um, there's hope, yeah. uh, I'm here for you. Suicide hotlines there for you. Uh, if you're thinking about um, something like that, contact me or check yourself into an ER. And yeah. it can be scary to be put on a hold and, and know that like, oh, I've got all these other obligations. But like Brett said, your coffin is made of paper. Um, <laughs> default on your contracts. Yeah. Everyone that I was in there with had the same kind of things. And guess what? People will step up and help you. And, and it's a great way to tap into your your network and your community. Um, and find out, you know, and, and, and really get this show of love from all these people. So yeah. I'll get off my soapbox on that. But I, I do want to hear from you. I love you guys. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad I'm still here. Me too. I'm glad you're here, yeah. man. We are Fra too. Frotcastbrendan at gmail.com. Hit that up. Uh, Patreon.com slash Frotcast. Um, and Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All right. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. We love you all. And until next time, and there will be a next time, uh, Brendan, why don't you take us out? Good night and good chins. I love you. Stay up. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.